Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And you can listen to our shows by going to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. You can find the shows and download and listen to them. You can also send them on to your friends and we appreciate that if you do. You can also find the Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the show where you heard us. And don't miss the these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. The Briar Patch We Call America. Briar Patch. It is a day of scientific immortality versus the real truth. It is a time when immortal truth seems to be too late in coming. It is a day in America when division will meet with disaster. Also, Mystery of Iniquity and the Truth. Mystery of Iniquity. Have generations of children been in the dark concerning these truths? The answer is obvious. Do you know this answer yourself? Also, goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Goodness of the Lord, mercy, goodness, courage, and faith in the land of the living. And, you know, that's a good phrase. Goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And for the latest posts on Warren Radio, go to warn-usa.com. Christian Faith Persecution Advocacy Classic Warren Radio. The Christian Faith Persecution Advocacy Classic Warren Radio brings you this latest classic Warren Radio features, one of our premier shows. On Dana Glenn Smith, we have Sustainable Delusion Steal the Darkness. It is evident that such an event and the work to deceive will, would be impossible. Delusion that affects so many people, one would wonder, even believing it to be utter nonsense to even consider that it could happen. And sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to DanaGlennSmith.com where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen.
You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to another, well, around here, a little chilly. 58 degrees, partly sunny, with a drenching rainstorm last night. Been hot, then it's been cool, but it's been dry. We welcome moisture when we get it. We're semi-arid. Fires continue to burn in America. Biden continues to be confused in the White House. And all of his uh, liberal left-wing Marxist uh, march in step with their particular agendas. The borders in America are open, wide open, but Biden is helping Tajikistan seal their border. Just like he closed down the oil and the gas and the pipeline in America, he okayed uh, the Russian pipeline to go forward into area where it needed his approval. This administration is one of the most wicked, corrupt administrations. Now, you may not like that, but that's what they are. They've been that way. They were that way. And in America, people don't realize what wickedness is anymore or what righteousness is or what, you know, a good politician is. In Portland, they continue to have their riots, and it continues to be a political game. And uh, once you get Marxists in power, they'll die before they get out of there. And they'll let you die. So America, <laughs> you're going to have to wake up. But I got news for you. What you're seeing is judgment and the end times, perilous times, the shaking of nations. And this particular type of stuff that's going on is going on globally. We report on this stuff a lot. Now we have a, an intel uh, paper that uh, that actually a ministry and uh, and a humanitarian rescuer by the name of Victor Marx puts out. You can Google his name; you'll find him. There's there's a number of others that do rescuing overseas, but uh, this guy has a ministry, all things possible. Well, at any rate, there's a lot of things in this whole world that going on today. Today we are in Hebrews. Really, there's no better place to be on a day like today, in a world like today. Because we find out that in this particular section, Paul calls Yeshua, or Jesus, the Apostle and High Priest. The Apostle High Priest is Jesus Christ. He's the Apostle of the Father, the Son of the Father, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
He is the Word incarnate. He is the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He is the Redeemer and salvation. He has brought to us a relationship with our Father and with Him as no other could do. A heavenly calling, that's where we're at now. There's heaven and hell. There's redemption and damnation. There's blessing and cursing. There's the angels of God and the power of heaven, and then there's the demonic realm. You make your choice. Revelation 22 tells you, He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. That's your choice for these end of days. We have many that have chosen wickedness. Nations, peoples, politicians. That is what you're going to be faced with. At no other time has a people needed to know who their God is and who the Savior is than today. At no other time do you need to be able to discern between righteousness and unrighteousness, between being led astray in delusion and the truth of God. One of the things the Lord warned us about, Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13, was simply deceived. Do not be deceived. One of the things that he pointed out, and we are deceived. We're deceived in America. We're deceived by our own thoughts. We're deceived by our own connections. We're deceived through the internet. We're even deceived in the pulpit. One of the horror stories that came through the DIB intel briefing was the story of a pastor that was up, I think it was Portland, who did a little bit more than minister. And his involved sexual and advantages over the women who really needed help, who were having problems. This is a creep. Whenever you get into a church and the pastor tells you you have to have sex in order to open yourself up for God, it's time for you to get out of that place. If you're a boy, a girl, a man, or a woman. Because we have got the demons of hell in the pulpit today. Make no mistake about it. Devil, The devil's infiltrated the church a long, long time ago. He is very comfortable in the church today. If you think your church is going to keep Satan out, you are full of it. There's only one power on the face of this earth, and that is the power of our Savior. Through his atonement on the cross, being resurrected from the dead, he alone is Lord of Lords. He is the resurrection and the life to all those who will believe. It was the Son of God, the Son of God our Father, who brought mercy and truth and redemption of all who would believe. And so as we go forth in Hebrews we will find a lot of things, but we see the prophetic being fulfilled. 
and the work of Christ presented, the Redeemer and Lord, who made a clear difference in who he was, is, and always will be. For Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It would behoove every person to listen and hear what the Spirit is saying to the nations of men and all principalities and powers therein. For the high priest and apostle of our faith has come and died on the cross, overcoming, triumphing over all principalities and powers, and he's on the right hand of the Father, and he's coming again. And he's coming again as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He'll have a two-edged sword in his mouth, and he will slay the wicked. He will lock up the damnable devil for a while, only to be released. And then from then, when he's released, he will deceive, and then he'll be cast into the lake of fire forever. Good riddance. Make no mistake, in our world today, we need to know the truth. We begin at Hebrews 2.15. And uh, I think what I'm going to do In verse 14 it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part in the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. What were you in bondage to? The devil. Who is the world in bondage to? The devil. And just because Christ came and just because he's on the cross doesn't mean you're delivered from bondage. You must receive him. You must seek him. You must believe. And then once you become a believer, the weapons of our warfare are spiritual. We don't shoot the devil. We bind him in the name of the Lord. We bind, we pray. In 1 Corinthians 15, I like this little portion of scripture, 53, a few verses here. For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So in this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In case you haven't figured it out, you and your physical body is in this corruptible body of death. And people work it out and they have beautiful bodies of death. You know, they're in good shape, everything's perfect. But they don't exercise nor do they push the spiritual aspect. 
and in this body of death, the human body, humans themselves have great potential for good and a terrible potential for evil, a wickedness of such level that you could not believe. And of course, Biden's generals, Miley and <laughs> and even his some of his appointees in some of the other departments, you know, they want to work with the Taliban to take on ISIS-K. Well, if you would have watched and covered ISIS going through the Middle East, they were in Libya. They went through Syria and absolutely devastated it, went through Iraq, devastated it, until they got stopped. When you see one of their ilk holding up the body of a little girl in the dress, long dress, blood all over the top of it, and she's headless, and he's smiling like he shot himself a deer. This is the ilk of the radical Islam. The Taliban is of the same ilk. And apparently the Biden administration doesn't watch what's going on because it was all over the news. I saw it in live action as someone had shot it and then put it up on social media. Them butchering a bunch of Afghans, slaughtering with AKs. These are the people that this administration wants to unite with. And only a damnable administration would unite with such a corrupt group of people saying, well, we'll put the past behind you. You can't put the past behind you, Taliban. You are butchers. You are what you are. You need to repent. And the Lord needs to redeem you and get that filthiness out of you. Then, and only then, can you work with them. But in the governments of men, we'll work with anybody, including the devil. So again, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption. But as a Christian, you're not corruptible. Your body is that part that is corruption. Your spirit is that which will live on. Christ isn't going to save your body. He's going to give you a new one. He saves your spirit, who you are, what makes you, you. So death is swallowed up in victory. Victory is the cross. Victory is where Christ defeated death, hell, and the grave. And one day, death and hell are going to be destroyed into the lake of fire. There will be no death. The former things will be passed away. And that is our victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. This body of death that you exercise, this body of death that gets sick, this body of death that prances around in the desert with a gun and a sword and kills and maims and rapes and pills that is not going to work because you will die a death that you would never have believed and then you'll die it again in eternity you will never find peace for the devil himself will face the same thing there is no hope for him and he knows it 
But as we focus now, Hebrews 2.16, For verily he took on him, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. He is able, well, when we look at this, he comes alongside to help. And that doesn't mean that if he hadn't have done that, he wouldn't have been able to assist others. As Albert Brooks points out. But this, because he is able, because he came in the form of a man, is able to identify with us and realize our weaknesses and know what that temptation is. He endured trials. He overcame. And he's really God and really man. He is the first of the first fruits. But make no mistake, he is the only begotten Son of God. The Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why John opened his chapter. And the Word, the Word, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This same Word is the Son of God, the Word incarnate. And so, as Paul continues in chapter 3, verse 1, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Now, one of the things about apostle is being sent, specifically. The word apostle is nowhere else in the Bible applied to the Lord Jesus. It's applied here by Paul to emphasize that he was sent. And he's the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. What is our profession? 
Well, until Christ came, <laughs> it could have been anything, but it was anything but good. <laughs> That's where people don't like to admit it. They don't like to consider. And we do have a lot of people, especially those in the technology realm and the various realms, see a godhood for mankind. And the devil tells them, leads them along this path because man is so smart through knowledge they're going to become gods. That's what the devil, how he tempted Eve. Where he told Eve, he says, well, God knows that in the day that you eat that fruit, you're not going to die. And he was right. So when the woman went and ate the fruit, guess what? She didn't die. What's God talking about? I'm still here. She didn't realize she lost her glory. She didn't realize she disobeyed. For the devil, you see, he tried overthrowing the father and is kicked out. He's on this earth. This is the only place he has. He doesn't have anything else. He can't be God. So he becomes God with whoever will buy his line of bull. And he is a formidable foe to those who don't know Christ. But through Christ, he has lost the power. But that does not mean he cannot tempt you. That does not mean he cannot attack you. Because he has lots of other humans he can use. The women in Afghanistan were pretty much free. They were free to learn, go to college, do a lot of things. Now overnight, they can't do any of that. And they can be susceptible to rape, being taken by the Taliban and becoming another wife, so to speak. Their little girls can be raped. The little boys can be too. All because these people have their own religion that teaches them you can do that. That doesn't make it right. And this is what makes the world mad. Christianity is the truth. Christ is the truth. There's no other way. No matter how many times Google, Facebook, Instagram, or whatever may try to coerce you into believing that there's, you know, every path to God is the way to God. No, that's not true. That's baloney. But even the Catholic Church has applied that over the years. Make no mistake, churches can have foibles. It's the Savior that is perfect. 
not the institutions of men. And you can thank God our Father that Christ, in verse 2, Hebrews 3.2, 3, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. It's interesting that he used Moses here because Moses even spoke and said, you know, the Lord <coughs> will send someone like unto me, and him you will not receive. He had actually prophesied of the coming of the Lord. Hebrews 3.3, <clears throat> excuse me, for this man referring to the Lord Jesus Christ was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Inasmuch as he who has builded the house has more honor than the house. <laughs> for every house is and they use the word builded. This is the King James, you can tell. Every house is built. <laughs> and that's a real problem for a lot of the modern grammar correction programs. They don't like that. But this is how the King James reads. Builded by some man. But he that built all things is God. And so, in the beginning, as Paul points out in Romans, they made their gods into things like four-footed beasts. And even over in India today, when you look at Hinduism and a lot of their, you know, they've got some 5,000 different kinds of gods over there. And it's also in India where there's a lot of persecution against the Christians because they got a lot of individual tribals Whenever you get in the tribal areas, Africa was a tribal area. Uh, Pakistan is a tribal area. Afghanistan is a tribal area. India is a tribal area. And there's a lot of tribes around the world. That's the way man formed things. And in a tribe you can have one leader and he can set the rules for everybody and that's what they believe. Or they're kicked out. Now see, Christ is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. But he came to deliver all men. And Moses was faithful. <clears throat> and he delivered Israel. Israel, who is in bondage in Egypt. Christ came to deliver mankind, who is in bondage to the devil. They were born into sin. Original sin. That's something the Catholics don't like. But they don't understand 
that there's an age of accountability. There's other issues in there. But that means that man has a propensity. You say, well, he goes out and sins all the time. He's one of the greatest sinners. Or she. When you go sin, that doesn't make you a sinner. You're a sinner, and that's why you sin. And when Christ redeems you, he cuts off that part. You don't have a propensity to sin. You have the ability to overcome and walk in righteous ways and believe on the Lord. And there's a power, there's a source, and there's the ability to totally walk free in this corrupted world, free of sin. And you could be known as a righteous woman and a righteous man, and God would agree with you through Christ. See, because there's that little fall that man did. Matter of fact, Isaiah points out, and I've discussed this, we do the Isaiah study. We're in part 104. We've been doing it, oh, I don't know how long, year and a half. And he discusses... <clears throat> The fact that the curse is devouring the earth. The very curse that came into the world because of the fall of man. Today scientists and everything and political hacks want to remind you of the problem of man creating carbon. Many of them want to get rid of man, kill man, so there's not so much carbon so the earth will live. They'll worry about the whales and the sharks and every, you know, the reefs and the oceans. And they'll try to save all them, but they will kill babies as soon as they're out of the womb like they do in New York. And then you'll have a president like Biden who throws everything into making sure that America supports abortion worldwide because they've got funds for for that now and when you're aborting babies that's a sacrifice to the devil you know the Pope did come out the other day and say that you know a baby is a living thing it's a living person and when you kill it that's murder But Biden's a good Catholic, so they've been trying to twist it in that he really cares and he just wants people to have the choice. Well, that would have been something if Christ came and after he got on the cross, I've came to deliver you from your sins. That means that you're going to be sinless. But if you decide to kill someone, that's okay. That's not okay. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. We walk in the light, 1 John 1, as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. 
Now you see, Paul is outlining stuff in, in, in Hebrews. It's, it's really a good book. He's explaining to you the ministry and the details of Yahshua, Jesus Christ. In verse 3 says, for this man, now this refers to Jesus Christ because that's what he's talking about. For this man, referring to the Lord Jesus Christ, was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who has builded the house has much more honor than the house. <laughs> you know. In America, you know, when we have a, an architect or we have a good builder, you know, especially if you have lots of money and you can hire the best guy for the job. He has a lot of honor because he built a lot of huge edifices for rich people. So that's the one you want to hire, the best one. So you go out and find him. So now you're looking for salvation. So you gather all your money up. Well, who can I get that's going to guarantee me entrance of eternal life that I can live forever? Who can I buy? Can I buy Buddhism, Hinduism, Shintoism? Can I create my own religion? You can't buy your way into Christianity. It's already been purchased by the blood of the Son of God. But you have to have faith and you have to truly repent and God reads every heart. You will not become born again if you fake confession and you lie about believing. God reads the heart. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth that shall he reap. Christ was in glory before... <clears throat> You and I. And he left that glory to come and die on the cross for our sins. And Paul goes on to say in verse 4, <clears throat> For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And then he goes back to Moses saying, And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which are to be spoken after. And Moses was referred as a servant. But you see, the point here is revealing that Christ was much more <clears throat> than a Moses or a servant. And so Paul says, but Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the firm of the hope firm unto the end. 
He is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. He's the son over his own house. And whose house, Paul says, we are. See, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Not Christ in the tree, not Christ in the rock, not Christ in a building, not Christ in the assemblies of God, not Christ in the Baptists. Christ is in the person. Christ is in us. We are the temple of God. And within the Baptists you will find, or the assemblies of God, or some other Christian organization. It's not the Christian organization that makes it so wonderful. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory, who happens to be walking in the power of God, who knows the mind of the Lord because we seek Him. And then we create these things and we walk in them and we can be known as a righteous organization. But I got news to for you today that many of these organizations are corrupt and you get a lot of pride in them and you get a lot of division in them and you get a lot of politics in them and Christ is coming again like a fire through a forest like you see in California and he's going to burn out every whit of chaff and he's going to take to account those who have taken his name in vain those who have castigated his people those who have come against him in his perfect manner he will like a fire burn everything that is not of him and it will be reduced to ashes and then those spirits which are left will be cast into the lake of fire who are disobedient there is no respect of God there's only one respect have you repented have you come to him do you seek him and while he loves the world and everything that's in it sin and iniquity, lying and thieving and murder will not abide with him. So when we talk about a house, you'd better get your head on straight and know what kind of a house we're talking about. But the point is made, but Christ as a son over his own house, speaking whose house we are, by the way, because it's Christ in me, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Only if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. See, there is a hope. We should be rejoicing in this. But many times, <clears throat> including believers, and one thing we remember is Lot, his soul was vexed from day to day by the evil deeds that he saw. The sin and the iniquity plagued, made war against his very soul and spirit. He knew that it was wrong. He couldn't stop him. And every day they would prance and they would flaunt the sin because that's what they could do and you can look at America today you can look at many nations today and they're the same way they flaunt the sins they continue to do it I mean we can look at the abortion battle that's one of the biggest battles there is and Governor Abbott in Texas now has the first state in the Union to have banned 
abortions. Biden was so upset over that, he ordered his people to make war against Texas to stop him. Just like when George Floyd died, they made sure you knew that he was upset about it. And Pelosi, too. Remember all the Congress kneeling? Big picture of all them kneeling? Many of them had trouble getting back up. But when our 13 soldiers got killed because of Biden's stupidity and the way he dealt with Afghanistan made an opening for ISIS to come in and do that. And by the way, it was the Taliban who was responsible for security there. They actually trusted the Taliban. And of course, they don't deny that the you know the fact that this decision wasn't very good they don't admit to anything matter of fact in congress pelosi wouldn't even allow them to read the names of those who lost their lives and there's people that believe that people believe that you know the soldiers did not die to save america well let me correct that I'll take a moment. My dad was in the South Pacific quarter as a Navy medic during World War II, stopping the Japanese from coming to America to destroy it. There were other American soldiers on the other side trying to stop Hitler from coming to destroy not just Europe, but the UK, and then from then they would come to America to do it. If it hadn't been for America stepping into World War II, nobody could have stopped him. Nobody. That's how close he was. Liberal professors will lie to you about this. But the fact of the matter is, your country today is in more danger, America, than it was during World War II. Your forefathers said a republic if you can keep it. Thomas Jefferson, after they had finished the work to create a republic, when he was asked, a republic if you can keep it. Well, we don't have a republic anymore. We couldn't keep it. And now it's a democracy, and the democracy now, whichever 50% rules, that's the one that rules the country. This is not America today. It's not the America that I was raised in. 
And matter of fact, the people that are doing this hate America, hate the servicemen, hate everything this stands for. That's because sin has entered in. So, Christian, you'd better remember where your hope is. Because your hope in America is not going to be firm to the end. It's going to be disastrous. America is headed down. I've seen a headline in an article where some of our controversial enemies are saying America is headed down. They're in a down spiral now. Well, are we going to be in an up spiral? We'll see. But until you come to grips with the sin in this country, there's no way in hell that you're going to heal this land. And pastor, if you're in there lifting up this nation <coughs> as a bright and shining star, you better wake up. There is a bright and shining star, but it ain't, it ain't America. There's only one bright shining anything, and that is Christ Jesus, Yahshua. So in Hebrews 3, 7, and 8, he says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if you'll hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of the temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Paul says because of that, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. An evil, unbelieving heart. An evil, unbelieving heart. That little phrase is a Hebraism. A little mode of speech to help clarify or certify the subject they're talking about. An evil heart of unbelief. They're clarifying that unbelief is evil. An evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. Now see, the children of Israel is who they're referring to when we're talking about a lot of this. And comparing what they did to the current people that he was talking to. Because the children of Israel lacked confidence in God that he could do what he said. 
They didn't have faith. They didn't know him. Even though they seen all the miracles. Now there were people there that believed him. Moses. Aaron. Moses' sister. Although she did get in trouble too. Joshua and Caleb. But out of the 12 spies they sent out. Ten of them come back with a negative report, an evil heart of unbelief. But the other two said, we can do this. See, that's what we're talking about. Paul nails it on the head then in verse 13, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Verse 14, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation like the Hebrews did. John 17, 20 through 23. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. Now see, we believe on Christ through the words of the apostles and the testimony of the Lord and the apostles. So he's praying for us and for all those who believed after the apostles left. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them, as thou hast loved me. So it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. The Father's in the Son, the Son is in us. And then we as believers should be united. Which we're not. Yet within all of this, there is a purpose to redeem man. And so we have today that struggle. What a struggle it is. You wouldn't think it would be that hard to convince people, you know, to be saved. It's hard to believe. Some of them are ready. Oh boy, they're ready, willing, and able to repent and come to the Lord. 
but many people have to come to a certain point in their life. I had to, so did Tower. There's a point to when you say, yes, Lord. Some people never reach it, and when they do, they make the wrong decision. I pray that you make the right decision. Because in the world today, we are in perilous, deadly times. And there's a toll taken on the surface population of this world. Human beings in many places are mere chattel for the political systems who rule them. In China, they don't care about the life of a human at all. They got too many people. And if you're a Christian or an Uyghur Muslim or some other faith that gets in the way of communism, then you're on their short list. North Korea, if you're a Christian, you're really on the short list. You're lucky if you survive at all. And those Christians who do survive, it's only by the grace of God. In America, we have had it easy. But those times are changing. And it's too bad America is so deaf at this time. Because we are hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And you can see that in our everyday life, in the way we treat each other, and the lies we persist in, and how stubbornly stupid we have become in this country. May God have mercy on your soul, because I can tell you the devil won't. And if you want mercy, there's only one place to get it, through Jesus Christ, Yahshua. So harden not your heart, and you'd better wake up quick. Father, thank you for this word and for your people and for this opportunity. Bless them, keep them, watch over them, and draw them to yourself. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. To whom be glory and honor and power. And to our Father, who sent his only begotten Son. Till next time, visit our websites. Good night, everybody. We'll see you again. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.